Chic. Welcome to Chic NYC. I am Melissa Rich, coming to you from what I hope is the other side of, I gotta say, an absolutely trying three weeks. I won't bore you with the details, but I remained ill in an insane way. Like, nothing serious is fine. I'm just like, you know, low energy. My eye was fucked up. I had a fever. I had an insane fever that actually I think did, like, set everything right. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I have to, this has to be the other side because I simply cannot go on in this weird, um, low energy, whatever. I don't know what's going on. Regardless, I'm very happy to be here up for recording. Finally, it's, uh, it's truly insane. Also literally coming home to record this podcast and the whole world explodes with this Tom Sandoval cheating situation. If you don't um, know what I'm talking about, congratulations. That's incredible for you. You have control over um, your life and your destiny. You've not been taken over by Bravo. I pull up Instagram. Page six has, let me see how many posts they have about this now. It's got to be like 10. This is all in the past four hours. Um, I'm sure you've seen it by this point. Long-term couple, Tom Sandoval, and Ariana Maddox <laughs> have broken up because Tom cheated on her with Raquel. It's truly incredible. The whole the storyline of <laughs> Vanderpump Rules right now is Raquel's breakup with this guy James. He's British. He's annoying. She starts kind of hooking up with this other ex-boyfriend of another cast member, also named Tom, who is this Tom's best friend. And now she's with the other Tom. Apparently, they're going to like be together and date. It's insane. Like, if they... Whatever. I mean, I was like, wow, they've really, you know, kind of fucked up. But actually, in an insane way, they have really not fucked up. This is going to keep them contracted with Bravo for for years and years to come. Wow. You know, just to get some breaking news out there. And friend of the pod, um, Danny Murphy, who works for Page Six, had just had Sheena on, and she's interviewing <laughs> Sheena and Raquel. And Raquel pulls up. She has a group text going with both Toms. So now that's going everywhere. It's just really um, an absolute shit show for the Bravo world. And if you're not a part of it, truly congratulations. Um, but this is really rocket. I mean, I'm texting people from all corners of all different social circles. Everyone is really um shaken to the core it's it's really it's one for the books to find out that your boyfriend of eight years has been cheating on you at his cover band show when he is wearing that mustache and he's bouncing around singing 80s hits there is truly nothing darker Supposedly it was like his phone fell out of his pocket or something and one of the band members like saw some like nasty texts from Raquel and that's how it all got out, which was just, I think this last week, like on Wednesday or something. So it's, yeah, it's really insane. Like to watch a season, it's actually a huge gift to watch a season where you know something that the cast doesn't know yet is really fun. And apparently they're like, trying to film and everything and like get it on this season I don't know if we will but it's the same kind of thing with Potomac like watching it back knowing that Robin knows that Juan had this cheating situation during COVID and not bring it up so yeah it's going to be really fun to look for signs (laughs) through the season of Tom because right now it's like about Tom Schwartz but at what point do they start fucking? Because it's been going on for months, supposedly. So probably during filming. I don't know. Fun to be a uh, a dumb detective watching a highbrow. It's it's lowbrow highbrow is what it's. Vanderpump is not generally, but I think they may have now just stepped into like actual players. Because anyone who is not watching Vanderpump is not watching. I would love to get Danny back on the pod. Maybe he'll come on next week, give us some extra tea. The thing with page six is there's never really any extra tea. They're posting every detail of everything they know. Um, They're just going for it, and we love them for it. 
I actually was on page six a lot today because I am writing this article for Nylon about Madonna. And her fallout with Junior Vasquez, I actually had no, like, prior knowledge to, like, why they fell out. And now I'm absolutely obsessed with this song. So essentially, he was the DJ at Sound Factory. And, you know, he's the one who kind of brought the Harlem Ballroom, like, I don't want to say full downtown, it was, you know, 27th Street or whatever, to Chelsea to to really, um, which obviously brought it to the mainstream because Madonna honestly co-opted that, but, you know, good for her. So they are collaborators, cl- brother and sister, he describes them as. And there's some possessive stuff. This is all in a page six article from not that long ago. Um, I guess if like he would, you know, hang out with Cindy Lauper or and then leave Madonna, she'd be like, Oh, were you going to see your other girlfriend? You know what I mean? It was like this possessive kind of um really fun dynamic that I wasn't aware of. And in nineteen ninety six, Junior Vasquez releases this track called If Madonna Calls. And it's a really good song. I've been listening to it all day. It's like, tell her I'm not here. It's a, it's a campy diss track that's, like, really fun. Not, like, offensive, but he uses a voicemail that Madonna left him. Like, where are you? Call me back. Are you there? Call me in Miami. You know, whatever. Her voice is on it. And they never spoke again. He said they run into each other. He's snubbed every time. She never spoke to him again. And did this probably decade-long friendship. And fair. And he according to page six has said, you know, that he understands because he thinks it's, you know, Madonna doesn't want anyone else making money off of her name or whatever. I think it's more than that. I think it's very much the content of the song. I could see her being sensitive about it, Ugh, but it's a really good, really good song. If Madonna calls, I don't know if I'm allowed to play it. Is that fucked up? Will I get sued? I'm just gonna put it on. It's just fucking fun. Whatever, I'll keep it on for a sec. Um, these DJs would go for 10 hours straight, 10, 14 hours till noon on Sunday. Like, in, like they'd start a full, like, ballroom runway situation at, like, 8 or 9 a.m. Like, music would stop, dance floor would clear. They'd put out flashlights to make, like, a runway and at 9 a.m., like, go the fuck off to, like, 1. It's just not the same anymore, girls. Whatever. It was a really fun article. I've been having a blast with it, researching it. Also ready for it to be done. So I subscribed to this, like, daily newsletter called Dirt. And today's was really fun. It's talking about how magazines are kind of the original creator community uh, creator economy kind of so like in the sense that influencers and even a step further like influencers at least set out to like have their intentions are obvious they're going for sponsors you know whatever creator economy is so kind of insane because it's it's not that it's kind of this like perfect match of like this algorithm response to you know whatever it's just what everyone likes that is what boosts creators to the top versus magazines and this is kind of a direct quote being containers for someone else's taste that you inhabit when you're reading them and therefore you're kind of co-creating with them because you are essentially contributing to the fantasy of lifestyle which I thought was genius. And then you get into, like, kind of the way pop culture has, like, canonized, you know, with, like, let's talk about Double Wears Prada and, you know, 13 Going on 30, all these, like, movies where it's, like, glamorizing this, like, New York magazine world, Kate Hudson, going, you know? And while that is dying, I do think that, like, that power that magazines held, and in some instances do still hold to some certain point it's like because this was like certified this is the taste level that not everyone in the public had like this is the high tier taste that 
elevates the taste to me it elevates the taste of the masses because you're telling them what to like and telling them what to do which is like I guess the point of influencers as well but creators it's not that it's kind of bringing the taste level down to the absolute um masses Tina Brown they have this quote in there says it should be a sound not an echo and to me TikTok's created that is all just echoing what everyone likes so I'm like are we getting in this kind of like merry-go-round of culture maybe like this you know that's literally what TikTok trends are and some of it very useful you know I'm doing my makeup the Mary Phillips way now it's not not magazine like in that it's bringing new information and elevating it it's just a really different format and now I'm kind of like are magazines functioning in that way are they still aspirational are they still elevating taste for people think about it I don't know because in order to maintain that like level of taste you have to have absolute tastemakers at the top and I don't think that's always the case obviously I think that there's more avenues for those people to choose you could easily as a tastemaker do your own thing via social media via whatever start your own publication a lot more easily than in that time and obviously, you know, it's kind of pointless to even talk about because print media is what it is. But it's, I think, an interesting thing to examine of who's running the show at each publication and, like, what the, you know, the tangible um, output of, you know, who's at the top and that trickling down. It's interesting to think about. So yesterday I was like truly the least productive I've ever been. And, uh, you know, it's a podcast, you know, guests cancel, whatever. It's like shit happens. I was totally despondent. I was like, well, this is not getting done this time. And of course, reach out to my absolute most reliable, true fucking blue David Odyssey. And of course he's in my neighborhood. We meet up, we have a time, you know, it's it's just great when a friend can just pull you right out, like meet you where you're at, which is, you know, I was just absolute potato yesterday. And, um, you know, it's just the gift of friendship, the absolute gift of friendship. David said something, it was not recorded, um, which is to say David is the guest today. And let me, uh, make sure I quote this. Um, exactly. I'm exhausted from living authentically. It was the funniest thing I've ever heard. Um, I think that right now it's, it's, um, I blame everything on the weather. It's the weather. It's the time. It's the season. It's like, I think we're ramping up for like, everyone's like, March is it. March is whatever. I feel like there is this sort of ramp up to that. I don't know anyone who's doing like particularly great right now. Um, so it was uh, a huge, huge mitzvah to sit down with David and fucking chat. And we were just lamenting over <laughs> the the artist world of living authentically and not getting paid for it, which hopefully will change. And I'm like, do I have to stop talking about it? Maybe that's part of it. But neither here nor there. I think you will simply love um, the conversation that we had. Um, we do plug a lot of... I think we give his handle, but it is at David Odyssey. He, if you can find the archives of his podcast, definitely worth a listen. The Luminaries. It's genius. It's fabulous. It's on a little hiatus right now, but it's really great. And you can book a reading with him. Uh, So enjoy. Cheers, babe. Cheers, babe. When you you're really, here, your family. You're here, your family. You really saved uh, saved the day on this one. No, it was the touch of destiny. Who knew it, that I'd be in the East Village giving an in-person reading? Who knew? And just on that note, if you're listening and you like what you hear, book a goddamn reading. That's right. I, I, like, liter- life-changing stuff has Thank happened you. in our readings. 
Yeah. To, uh, to be. You are you are definitely one of my. Uh, in terms of channeling, it's it's. <laughs> I don't really have to do much for uh, yeah. that gate to open. It's incredible. Everyone really loves to pop out, don't they? Um, I shouldn't say this, but my therapist did recently tell me that I'm channeling too much. And that it's made me vaguely suicidal. Oh my god. Well, yeah, I can see that. So I have to figure that one out. You gotta put put some walls up. Put some real... The walls of reality must come up. I know. Exactly. So that was... it. Honestly, when she said it, it set me free in the biggest way where she was like... I was like, why am I this depressed? I was like, I, this hasn't been a thing in a long time. And she was like you are getting like sucked into the netherworld because right. you're like doing, you're opening the gate too much for people. So mm-hmm. I know how to dot, 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 take care of myself. So if right. you listen or book a reading with me, don't you worry. It will don't be great for worry. us both. I'm doing fewer readings now, mm. which means that I have like a little more time to recuperate. Uh, I don't do two, two in a day anymore, etc. Et Absolutely not. So, how could yeah. you? Amazing. <sighs> Anyways, well, it's great to be promoted uh, to the people pleasure. on one of uh, on a podcast. I never miss an episode, and let me just say <laughs> this: you know that I have never watched a single housewife, and I still I listen to you and Larry talk. I was laughing, laughing, laughing. I was sitting <laughs> in the kitchen chopping happened. cucumbers, belly laughing alone to about the these mentally ill women that you would never give your time to. And you know what? That's the healthiest thing about you. I think there's there's many healthy aspects, but not watching Housewives, I, I encourage that to the, I don't, to the heavens. You know, I'm a Taurus, and if I have a blind spot, it really isn't... It, it's like... Okay, so I was living in Israel 2008 to 2009, which is when Kardashians mm, debuted. Yeah. And Kardashians and I John can imagine just... Oh my God, John and Kate plus eight. Right, and I, it wasn't a thing in Israel at that time. And I remember I came back to the States, and I was like... I wasn't aware of this when it started, and I will never be aware of it. And with Kardashians, you really have to like knock me on the head because otherwise, I just can't. I'm not aware of it. It really like I saw the Kardashian influence though in Tel Aviv. Oh, it's it is so funny that like yeah, it's like maybe being late on that trend really like they doubled the fuck down (laughs) like you got out unscathed but not another soul in tel aviv like i don't know i was starting to get some pretty questionable haircuts where they were like cutting my beard really low and i was like the armenian Uh impact is seeping in no completely it's an island mentality there but like i just even when we were watching the super bowl i was talking to this guy on grinder and he was like oh who 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 won and i was like there were men with red pants and men with white pants <laughs> yeah. and i just can't pretend to care otherwise right yeah well that's that's fair and i think that's the majority of the country it's kind of hilarious that that's still even happening but that's i guess bizarre. maybe that's untrue actually i say majority of the country and i'm literally picturing manhattan <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I didn't even catch it. It sounds like I'm doing a gag. Like the whole country, me picturing top to bottom, no one giving a shit. And that's... Honestly, I've been having that a lot recently with the media. Not even to go in this direction because like I don't want to give my brother in prison like credit (laughs) when he says there's like, there's New York and LA and then the rest of the country. But sometimes I've been reading things recently where I've been like... Is this, like, okay, Gawker, before they closed, was on this tirade about how, like, Brad Pitt is in his nadir and how his career is coming to an end. And I was like, what? I don't think most people feel this way. Like, I think maybe three people in Manhattan feel this way. And now we all think it. But, like, things like that, I'm like. Well, because everyone is seeing him, like, on People Magazine in the grocery store. In every other exactly. place. Exactly. Also, to me, Brad Pitt is a person he could like never act again, never do anything again, and retire a huge, massive success. Like, oh, yeah. I don't think that like he yeah. will lose belovedness. He will in New York, obviously. Everyone will be like, "Yeah, he's fucking stupid." He you know, right, whatever. Right, right. Which actually, he's been filming around the corner. Oh, Kiki's fucking okay, at Kiki's <laughs> bar on um, no. on Madison, no. and I go, I was getting text messages. They're uh, like, they're filming, and it was George Clooney too. So I was like, whoa. slightly tempted. They were like, they're filming at eleven o'clock tonight. Like, we're gonna get cocktails and like go outside. And I was like, well, this is a very pathetic text to receive. No, I will not be joining you. Send me some pics. <laughs> <It's> like, 
filming it. For the I record, uh, we filmed Melissa's short film in 2021 at Kiki's. So yeah, we really so were, in terms of location scouting, we were really ahead we of the game. We were really game. ahead of the game. Yeah. 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 I had a good check, too. For the alley next door, not even the actual building. It's wow. amazing. It's amazing These the budget on the shit. Have you been looking at the um, Sam Levinson euphoria shit we don't even have to or it's not euphoria it's the other what we don't even have was to get the into rolling this. stone thing from that where, yes what is yes. that millie's tweet about his wig was so good oh God, he looks insane so essentially just on the topic of money being burned yes. like set on fire right while we wither away female director signs on to this insane project called the idol right which is the weekend produced with Lily Rose Depp, whatever. <laughs> to put that woman, I know nothing about her. I know none of her previous work. I only know the assumed trauma that she has grown up with, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So it's like, I guess the original plot was supposed to be um, that he is this, the, the weekend is this cult leader and she kind of like empowers herself out of like the toxicity and the, the evilness of like the music industry. Then, they spend $75 million. They're almost done with the season, which has already been kind of a shit show. And The weekend is like, this is too female-driven. This is a feminist show. This is not what we talked about. And they bring in Sam Levinson. Oh, and he man. redirects the entire thing, start to finish. Oh, Isn't that man. insane? Who's the woman? I have to look this up. Um, <sighs> just, I have to know. Um, Amy, name's Amy Amy Simons? Oh, who did um, Girlfriend Experience. Exactly. Exactly. That's... I did not know that. Thank you for telling me. It was shocking to read. Content-wise, I was not surprised. I'm like an an old Puritan woman when it comes to <laughs> teens having sex. I understand that I am like completely in the in the dark about this and like i just am fighting this fight alone but i think it's just insane that we like will bring people to their goddamn knees like any crime is forgiven except for child porn Mm. yet we pay sam levinson to jerk off while he's writing a script (laughs) and hire what 21 year olds to do Mm. the same thing i'm just like "Mm, mm, mm." i don't know it doesn't it's satanic and also hbo did this with big little lies season two remember they were like we got Andrea Arnold to direct. This is a show, a woman directing women, and then they brought in Jean-Marc Valley to, like, yep. redo it. Yep. It's really bizarre. Um, yeah, I, 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 I've... Okay. The weekend I have... When he released the Take My Breath video last year, which I loved because it's, like, basically a vampire music video where they're, mm. like, in the club where they're, like, breathing in the oxygen mass and it looks like blade Uh, he to me i know that he has a part to play in the revival of sex because obviously the world is now like sexless mm, and everyone is afraid and i know that the weekend has a part to play that said the part to play, I did not say, is necessarily for the forces of good. It may be for the forces of evil, as we're seeing. <laughs> no. I'm just that, saying... That tracks. I, that's what I see in Sam Levinson. That's what I'm saying. I'm not evil. saying, like, you know, I'm not saying teens can't have sex on screen no, or whatever. No, it's evil. It is evil the way Sam Levinson does it. And... I have recently started classifying things as evil. Yes. And that doesn't mean that they're, like, good or bad, like, in terms of quality. It means that they're literally, oh, no, like, there's lots of really like, good evil. evil shit. Right. Yeah, of course. Of course. It's just, like, I can't watch this or read this because, like, there's something... Sometimes I feel this way about, like, John Early's content. Obviously, this <laughs> is so different, but, like... I can't go this deep into human suffering. And with Sam Levinson, mm. it's like, I can't go this deep into pornography. I mean, it's just that. That is, I think, what the last season of Euphoria made me feel. Oh, God. And just because I know you were in this boat with me where it was, I want, what's it, Cat? That hurts, like, that storyline getting cut because you can't get your shit together is such a disservice to... Art, television, yeah. like, not to even get the network involved. Yeah. I'm just like, how is this man doming HBO so hard? It's really kind of crazy. $75 million. 
Yeah. They're just fucking threw away. Now, to be fair, he cast a lot of other people, one of them our friend Rachel Sennett. So oh. things did work out. Okay. And there were, like, I was reading in the article, and they're like, a lot of new actors really thought they had, you know, their big shot, and then they got cut, and I was like, oh, no, Rachel. And he's like, but then he added in Rachel's <laughs> episode, and I was like, all right, there's our girl. She's, yeah. she She's indomitable. One thousand percent. So does he have taste? Yes. And here's the other thing. Like, I don't necessarily think it's right to vilify a show to get, like, you know, people in the crew to, like, give whatever, you know, thoughts when on an unfinished, you know, unreleased situation. I'm not saying that this is, like, a good thing, but I'm like, somebody has to be holding this man accountable eventually. And it seems like the more it happens and nothing is, there's no effect of it, like, he becomes more and more, like, fucking free to do what he wants and more powerful. And it's yes, just fine. but it's insane. that, the backlash... We know how this goes. And he's like, I know what you mean. He's somehow transcended good or bad taste. And he's doing things that other men theoretically couldn't get away with in 2023. But, um, you know, by becoming an, you know, he's invoking Satan, by the way. And by calling the show the idol and making himself an idol, he's asking for it. You know what I mean? Like, he's making himself. He's making himself too big to fail, and the crash will have to come. But I don't know. You know, I, it's all shocking. He's invoking to me. sake. Oh my god! I knew. I knew talking to you about this would make it even crazier. It's, there's a, there's something dark coming through. For that sure. Portal. For sure. You can see it in Sam Levinson's eyes. I mean, listen. To give Maud Apatow her own two part finale, before <laughs> I mean that is to give her you made a some dark musical. Deals. Uh, it was that I, I I didn't understand where I was. I didn't know what my name was. I didn't know what year it was. I was when so you confused. say we've gone sexless, that to me is the proof. Thank like you. on the sexiest show that we have, which is teens fucking sad. Sure. That there was a sterile Mod Apatow. <laughs> <laughs> Mata Apatow, who iconically, let's all remember her episode of Girls where she gets the tongue piercing. Oh That's my god, how I fabulous. See her. Okay, well, I gotta I want to see her being else. humiliated. I've been watching. <laughs> I can't even tell you this. To be fair, I've been ill. So, of course, I start rewatching Girls as everyone is doing. For some reason, it's just not hitting for me in the exact way. What do I turn on? Entourage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. It's so, the the pilot episode is so unfathomably bad. Like it just in ge- just in general, like dialogue is so weird. Like you're just like, how is this getting made? And then it's like, well, obviously Mark Wahlberg. The show goes on, and I think because I'm like, well, this is misogyny. I'm like guarding myself, like ready to be pissed off about misogynist shit. Hot take. I love it. Okay. I'm having a great time. <laughs> This is something I have to do internal work on because season two starts. They bring in Lloyd. They start doing gay jokes, Asian jokes. And I'm oh. like, absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. I'm like totally fine with like tits in every shot. And then like they come for the gays. And I'm like, well, this is distasteful. Like I, I obviously need to do some inner work. But it's a bit of a blast. And was I, I invested? Yeah. Yeah. And also very stressed out. Yeah. Like watching people make terrible financial decisions is actually like really yeah. hard to watch on TV. And... You know what I watched last night? What? In the sim- very similar vein, thank you. I watched American Pie. Oh, nice. Laugh, 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 laugh. laugh, laugh. <laughs> Horrifying. A lot of it, actually a lot of it was more feminist than I remembered it, but like N- Natasha Leone's character, which is so bizarre. But a lot of it I was like, Sean William Scott is just like calling someone a fag and I yeah. am, I love, I'm loving, loving every minute yeah. of it. So I understand. It's like some sort of like a reverse conditioning that's kind of refreshing. Right. And maybe there's some truth to like men on entourage being like dumb misogynist that's more, well, that's it's more liberating now. and it's laughable because than I like do. everyone pretending to be good. Of you know? course. And like I do, but I'm like, is there TV that can be made like that now where we can 
laugh at it and be like, you're an idiot. I don't know. I don't but know I either. do remember at the time, like, there's an episode about period sex, how they want a period sex, which to me is hilarious and insane. Like, if there was one man on earth who's like, I want a period sex, he would be like stoned to death. Like, everyone would be like, we hate you, you're so stupid. But like, thinking back, I'm dating like my dumb Greek ex boyfriend. I'm like, I don't think we were fucking on my period. Like, mm. that stuff seeps into culture so easily, yes. especially with men because they're you know, really susceptible to it. But I think, like, if it could be done well now, like, to have characters like that that were so satirical, it could be unstoppable because it is so funny to watch. It is just hilarious. First of all, I watched Scary Movie last week and had the time of my life. And, like, similarly, the running joke of that movie is that Sean Wayans is gay like the whole the whole running joke <laughs> is that he keeps trying to fuck. Like there's a joke where they're like, whoever killed the guy is gonna go to prison and they're gonna get raped by other men. And Sean Wayans is like, I'll take it. Like <laughs> yeah. it's so stupid, but it's like there's a sweetness to it right. in the similar way where I'm like, this I miss this. And and I have to tell you, you know, America, as we learned with girls, America cannot handle satire. satire. And it's, it's, this is, this, this is the same conversation we've had a million times about Absolutely Fabulous, which is like, you can't make Absolutely Fabulous in the United States because people can't. <laughs> They'd be like, they're bad role models. Exactly. They're when I, models. when I would watch it with my mom, my mom would be like, how does she have all this money? She doesn't no. work. And I'd be like, <laughs> you're not, something's not clicking here. Right, right. And it's a similar thing, which is like, I think it would be so healing to see dumb men. Yes. Like, I think it would truly heal the country to see yeah. men just being fucking dumb. But it's like, uh, uh, yeah, it, people, people are, are, are really stupid right now. Our people are truly obtuse to like, this isn't supposed to be aspirational. Like, right. you don't need to watch girls and want to be them. They're just, these are who they are. You just so don't insane. like it because it's true. And it is. And like, especially what hit me in girls that I thought was really profoundly brilliant. Oh, first of all, I completely forgot. I was on like the Iowa episode and her bike gets stolen like the second time and she takes the horse and carriage home. I was like, I will, I will, whatever this person does create next, there is no fucking chance I'm not watching it. Yeah. Like she... And she that episode, I think, is called, like, Female Author, which is yes, so yes. just, like, she does not give All a shit. All of the grad schools up is really, it's so good. really good. Yeah. I, it's, it's a shame. It, it feels like Lena Dunham is, like, one of my cousins that it, like, didn't quite work out for. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Where I'm like, but she was so good. She used to be really good. Like, you but know what I mean? like, that cousin <laughs> in her 50s, she meets someone and you're like... Shira met someone. Oh, she did. Yeah. Oh my so God. right now yes, I think exactly, she's in her like exactly. her, her maybe her upswing. Yeah. But I have to tell you, what? I watched both of her last movies, and you know I'm ride or die until the very end. What are they called? Uh, did I see any of them? Birdie. Catherine called Birdie. Okay. Um, and then the other one was Sharp Stick. I don't. I don't think they're as. Uh, basically, I think that she is now, I don't want to say playing it safe, but I think she, like, knows that she'll get in trouble, so but I they're think more, like, blandly feminist. Yeah. Which is fine, but I did not expect, I thought Catherine, because I read the book, and I it's quite dark and funny, and I thought the movie would be like that, and it was more like, girls are amazing. <laughs> and I was like, that's not quite who you are. Because mm-hmm. the show girls is like... It's girls are stupid. Girls are stupid and fucked up. But also, period. like, that is more honest and feminist. It's exactly. more honest and feminist to examine it. Well, and that's what, like, I kind of feel annoyed by with the fact that Sam, Le- Sam Levinson is going to, like, do all of this exactly. sex stuff and everything is because if it were done the right way... And not mm-hmm. not in a promising young woman rape no. fantasy whatever like ugh, it's just really as I was reading it I was just like damn this is gonna set like satire back this is gonna set back like all of this like puritanical bullshit yeah. that we're trying to get through it's just truly oh 
when I was recovering from butt surgery and I was on Oxy, which I then, you know, I'd watched the Nan Golden documentary the week before. So I only let myself have two Oxys and I flushed them down, t- down the toilet because I was like, I'm going to become addicted to Oxy and die. Okay. Anyways, I watched Wayne's World. Oh my God. Yes. I've Wayne's been, World I'm gonna is it. directed by Penelope Spheris, a woman. Okay. Wayne's World is directed by Penelope Spheris, who's the director of the three Decline of Western Civilization documentaries. Okay. Part two is about... The, they're documentaries about um, metal in the 80s and about, like, gutter punks in the 80s. And uh, Christina Applegate saw part two when she was preparing for, for Married, Married with Children, Children and yes. she said, this is the character. Okay. Oh, my God. Like, so Penelope Spheris is this genius woman who truly, like, knows the culture, directs Wayne's World, which is ostensibly, like, a stupid comedy for men. It's actually one of the best films of time, one. Two, to say it holds up, like, steel. I mean, and also, like, Wayne is a really dumb, like, horny boy, but it's not... I didn't... There was not a... In this rewatch, this was, like, the ultimate sleepover party movie. We had that VHS on all the time when I grew up, but I haven't watched it in 20 years. There isn't any point where you're like, oh, this is a little disgusting. Right. You're watching it, and you're like, this is so sweet. This woman directed it. Cassandra's the rock idol yes. of the movie. And it's, like, there's something, like, kind of lovely about it and it's like that would be so nice right now yeah and we we can't have that we either have like sam levinson or we have like amazon algorithm girl power on lord of the rings because it's we're terrified to get in trouble or we're like blowing the fucking trump roof off yeah exactly that's so funny well and mike myers i truly stand by everything he does resident of this neighborhood maybe not right now but for years and i feel that way about austin powers yes fucking obsessed with us yes <laughs> the so entire good. franchise. The entire franchise. Liz Hurley. Liz Hurley. Graham. Robin Beyonce. Switz. Wait, wait. Robin Spitz <laughs> made a name Swallows. <laughs> All of it. It's genius. It's the dumbest shit in the world. You're right. It's a, a, just absolute fun. Like, that's, the, I think, the only way satire can be, do- be done in America where it's obvious caricatures yeah and it is fun but it's like we could do a little uh tone if that was toned down with a little more reality if you could combine awesome powers and girls i think it would make a really good level of show that everyone would understand yes maybe i listened to i don't know if this is related but melissa and i went to see tar in november i've watched it like four times it's the theater was packed with fags. It was mm-hmm. truly a screening. Which to was remember, also one of my absolute nightmares. Well, nightmares, but it <laughs> turned out to be hilarious. So I am, of course, as I've talked about a million times, a an Essex Regal member. I get free popcorn. Massive, right. huge things. The only thing that I hate about the system is that there's assigned seating. Yeah, and if anyone comes in and is like, "You're in my seat," I'm like. Well, I'm absolutely going to murder everyone. Like, why of on earth? Of course we're taking the wheelchair yes. seats. Duh. 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 Didn't so, yeah. Because you had booked the tickets with your friends. Ugh. I am a, you know, a late person. The, a couple who was, I don't know how they don't live upstate. It was very, it was old yeah. people who retired. They're art professors. They live in Hudson now. Jews. Jews. They come in. Absolutely ousted me. So I'm in the front row watching the movie. Absolute like <laughs> this. And when it ends, I'm alone. I turn around. Only us two. We are mouths agape. Silent screams at each other. I was like, thank God. Literally, I turn. You meet my eyes immediately. It was the, the scene funniest. When she's waiting in the bathroom during the symphony and she goes and tackles him. Oh, my God. Gay people were dropping. Yeah. Okay, so she and Todd Field, who also direct, the director of Tar, who also directed Little Children, which I just which rewatched. Which is a classic, traumatic, amazing movie. Traumatic, sexual, liberating movie. Okay. They were on Fresh Air. And Terry Gross read this letter that this lesbian composer wrote to them that was basically like, I wanted, like, I can't believe that you would make... She was like, 
this movie could have been inspiring. I'm a lesbian composer. There are so few stories about us. I You're you. an- I this movie you. is anti-woman. And it was like, if you think that Tar is... to call Okay, you could call it a lot of things. Right. To call it anti-woman, I was like... You have completely but missed that's everything. The lens, that's the American lens on like yes. good art. It's like waiting. Yes. It's excited to be pissed off. It's like ready. And I'm not doing an anti-cancel culture thing. No. I swear. I'm just commenting on people's inability to enjoy anything that pushes anything a little bit. Right. Until you get to fucking... The idol on HBO when we're people begging for rape, and then everyone's like, "I don't know. I think it. I think it's really saying something. Like, what is that? Like, what the fuck is that?" Yes, you're right. And I will say, as I texted David, I watched this full fever. (laughs) It is the most bizarre, fucked up movie ever. Yeah, it's. Um. However, I think it's like. (laughs) <laughs> I thought it was very well done and oh, yeah. fun. This is, I but this just, is an evil text you're about to I write agree, out. I agree. An evil text I love. Exactly. So I'm in full fever dream. I'm going through my Amazon Prime list, House of Yes, with Parker Posey and Tori Spelling. Like, as soon as I looked at it, I was like, oh my God. Same director as Mean Girls. Yes! Yeah. Yes! Oh my god. Leila and I once went to a, a double happen? feature of Mean Girls and House of Yes. And You're it was joking. Like, You're joking. This was in LA. It was like before Mean Girls the Musical. And like, it was like, what is going on right now? That is hilarious. Yeah. That movie, tell me. I mean, how are you? <laughs> I, unfortunately, I'm like so taken with Parker Posey. Like, oh, everything yeah. that she does, I'm like, well, this is genius and amazing. Well, it's, you know, any movies that are plays. I am, like, drawn to for whatever okay, reason. Like, okay. I do love that. I know that is not the case for everyone, but, like, Moonstruck, all of that. Like, I, I see that and I love it. Yeah. I do think... <laughs> this is so bad. I think it was, like, in some, like... I just found it hilarious. Like, the yes, mom, yes. they came out of the womb and she was holding his penis. <laughs> like, what? Like it is an incest film. And yes. which usually I would never be like, you have to see this. And I'm not even saying everyone should see it, but I think I went in being like, well, obviously I'm going to be horrified. And I, the way that they were able to do it, I do see what you're saying that it is evil. It is dark. But it's, that doesn't but mean it's, it's not like truly good, great. Good art. Yeah. Yes. It that is, is an incest comedy. No, it's a Jackie Onassis. It's, it, it's an incest comedy about the Kennedys. About the Kennedys. Yeah. It's essentially, it's about the Kennedys and it's about foreplay. Exactly. And it's about like, you know. When she's like, you never went on a field trip? Not even a not fourth even grade field, field trip? <laughs> you, didn't come to, you didn't come to Washington, D.C. Madeline so had me do a, a ranking of Parker Posey's best performances. Oh my God, and I was like, right. you can't, you, this movie, I think this was like probably number three. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Scream 3 was number two. Of and course. Party Girl is number one. Yeah. But it's one of those performances where it's like, literally no one else could do this. Like... One thousand percent. Well, because then it's going to be like the actual horrifying thing that people want to right. make it. And instead, it's Parker Posey being like, I know I'm crazy. Let's all enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Freddie Prince Jr. is gorgeous Stunning. in that movie. Stunning. You look at him and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. I, yeah. I forgot. And he's also like, you know, giving like... It's autistic so hot yeah. like it's like really it's so bizarre to like it's really be so he's attractive. so like emasculated that it's yes hot. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it's an insane film yes and you know i'm obsessed with any film where it's just like um what she goes what wasn't that such like a mother what i just did i'm actually i'm really acting like a mother aren't i like giving herself pats on the back the kitchen when they walk in the yes. kitchen it's just like trash everywhere yes. <laughs> It's just I I was just like obsessed. That's a dark with the details of it. Fever movie to watch because it's so claustrophobic. Yeah. Like yeah. anytime I'm sick, I can't watch anything claustrophobic. David, my you know this about me. Like when I I am rarely sick, but when I am, it takes me the fuck out. I know. It's a I out. am absolutely <sighs> the incapacitated. Is it is totally. I do not know what to do with New myself. New York goes dark. I, well, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Broadway shuts down. It's crazy. (laughs) But it's like, I was truly just like looking for any way out. And it was perfect. No, I'm glad you made a good choice. Wait, what did you say that you watched during? Okay. (laughs) 
My first I'm like, week, our texts need to be published somewhere. I know. Like, so I know. I was like, yeah, I can't believe I dropped this. My first week at Emerson College, fuck you very much, um, I got swine flu. Of course. They put me in quarantine, locked the door, threw away the key. No one checked on me. My father. Not even in your dorm? Oh, no. Uh, my father, who's a, uh, you know, of Polish ancestry Jewish doctor, mm-hmm. called every RA in the building <laughs> until they had to come check on me and they were horrified and I was like look you wanted a Jew you got one yeah. anyways I made the I'm literally quarantined with swine flu delirious I made the choice to watch The Virgin Suicide oh my god <laughs> did not go down while I'm never gonna watch that film again it's the same thing I have never seen that more than Ooh. once either yeah. That is chilling. Oh, it's that awful. That is a chilling movie. Awful. Well, and have you ever been to Girls Point, Michigan? No. It feels exactly like Ooh. that movie. It is crazy. Ooh. It is wow. crazy. Because I played tennis. I think the first time I went to Girls Point, it was for a tennis match. And I was like, this feels weird. Saw that movie. I was like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. And the next time I was there, I was like, it is literally like I'm in that film. Ugh. Like there is some weird, weird dark Evil. energy there. Yeah. Really insane. Yeah. Oh, my God. American Pie will say Sean William Scott. I'll I would kill. stunning. I would stunning. Kill. And there's no way he's not a little. Uh, he's definitely by one he's thousand percent. Yeah. you can tell. Like some some guys get like beefy and it's masculine and straight. He gets beefy and his muscles. He is gay. Like thank you. He, like those muscles are gay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. That's exactly Absolutely. It. those muscles are gay. <laughs> <laughs> And there is a difference. There is. Like Mark there Wahlberg's is. muscles and his. No. That is straight. Yeah. That is straight and evil. That's my really my only issue with Entourage is when I get pulled out and I think Johnny is Donnie. And it's just like a little like too similar to the Wahlbergs. When does Debbie, and, Debbie Mazar come in? Oh, she's pretty quick. She's already I think in. she's okay, like first season. Yeah. It's. What was going on that Entourage was on? And then what was Californication? Californication. How were those both on? That's something else I watched when I was sick. Right. I watched all, I (laughs) really close to the whole thing. (laughs) And by the way, you know that any Showtime show runs for eight seasons. And Californication was on for a full eight. I didn't turn it off. Like I was (laughs) like, it was like one of those where like, I think I was living alone in Astoria at the time. And I was, <laughs> like, I'd fall asleep, I'd wake up and be like, I, th- I can catch on. Like, you know what I mean? I literally woke up one time to that, like, horrifying scene of um, Harry from Sex and the City oh. getting, like, female ejaculated yes. in the face. Do you remember yes. that? That was... Even I know that. That was jarring. Yeah, he was, like, he was on that show. Ugh. I do, like... Whenever anyone's into David Duchovny, I'm absolutely like, I get it. But I really think I that it. I could be immune to his charms in person. I think that I, I have it in me. I love to hear that. I love to hear that. Yeah. I know that's me overestimating my strength. But like in that show, I was just kind of like, like definitely, I'm like, I get it. I get it. But it was, it seemed man-made to me. I think he's better, like having him drop in on Sex in the City. Hundred percent. Like, I think I that was it. I think I knew him too well after Californication. Ah, uh, right. Californication. Like, it's like too much of a good thing. He's a Leo, and it. you need to kind of like. Bottle that it, explains right? it too. It's the same I, with Charlize Theron. It's like I'm you need her in a certain degree, and, and otherwise, it's like this an is overexposed too much. Leo to me. It's like you have lost your charm. Exactly. You have lost your charm for me, babe. Exactly. Um, and they never know when to stop, do they? They don't. That's the issue. Leo's. Uh, right. So, right. That's why, like, same with Gillian Anderson. Like, mm. Gillian Anderson figured out that she's so good as a character actress. Right. And then you get her best performances, like when she's on Hannibal. I don't necessarily need, like... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The crown. You get it. <laughs> the crown. Exactly the crown. She's like, I'm gonna come in for one season and wreck shit. But also And then leave. To be so how she is like so fully Leo and then also so like withholding. Yes. That so really does it. Yeah, that so really, hot. I love David Duchovny and I wish they'd bring him back on Sex and the City rather than fucking Aiden, Aiden. for the six hundredth time. Well, okay, here's some other <laughs> So I was doing one of my famous Sex and the City bus tours. Um <laughs> got called in last weekend. Um, and it was a really small group 
and Sarah Jessica Parker right around the corner from the fucking shoe or from the stoop is opening a shoe store. Of course. Naturally, her entire target market is camping out at this fucking brownstone. So we walk past. I look to my left. She's in there. And the she does this all the time. She does this all the time. She works there like it's fucking Foot Locker. It is not a luxury experience. I don't say she like it's Nordstrom or something like that. It is Foot Locker. She's carrying six boxes for someone from, you know, wherever to... She's like, I don't know. I think it's a little too big. She's no. like, okay, let me bring you some other sizes and options. Like, she's so... If this woman, like... If this is an act, if this nice thing that she does truly has no bounds, as it really seems to not... I, she should be a Pope. It's yeah. really fucking crazy because she is eating shit She's a for genius. these tourists. Because, but these tourists will now do, like, they're, they're bound they're for life. Bit. Like, the yeah. whole group is like, ah, like, foaming at the mouth. And I'm watching her and I'm like, this is truly, like, a person, if they're not in their element, she is faking it so well. Like, I was like, God bless. So, of course, I can't resist. She's walking past and I'm going to go... Any release date for uh, season two? <laughs> she goes, it's coming. <laughs> Scrambles off like runs away. Back in her dungeon to get some shoes. Wow. Dude, could not well have done. wanted any question less. Well, well done. Ever. But yeah, you respectfully, respectfully gave me a, a not fuck you. That's true. I'm just like, if they, if they do this, I would be so thrilled. If they were like, yeah, it's tomorrow. Like, everyone would lose their shit and I think, like, be obsessed with them and love them. I think it'd be great. I think that would be a genius move. I'm worried because the last season aired during a Venus retrograde. Oh, no. And there's a Venus retrograde coming this summer and I'm like, don't do it again. It's not a summer show, first of all. No. Releasing that in the summer is the worst (laughs) thing I could ever imagine. And they would do that. Right. Please don't. Also, like, if they should have done anything this whole time it's like get some fucking gay men in the writing room like the they got the gays are too old like they were really i think they gotta trying there's young women there's you know diverse roles whatever like Fine. they did it cool but michael patrick king cannot be the only gay in no there. i'm He's sorry not gay enough charlotte is not a woman you need gay men a to thousand write percent. charlotte i'm thousand sorry percent. in the way charlene i once asked charlene like what why she was lip syncing the music of men and she as a drag charlene's a drag queen and i was like you're lip syncing rob thomas what's going on and she was like i have never even put that together because it seems so natural so natural and charlene says to me rob thomas is not a man (laughs) in the same way like i'm sorry but the women of sex in the The city city are not women and you gotta have some fags in there just to punch up the dialogue i'm sorry exactly exactly it's really, I mean, if you're trying to sell us, like, cool Aiden, what I would love, Yikes. and I think this is Thank the you. only yeah. way that it will be really fun, Whoa. is if Carrie just fucking, like, doms and is like, oh, like, you tried to change me last time, like, this is what you're wearing, you smoke cigarettes. It's <laughs> not gonna be that by any means, but I would just, like, love, because, like, she's been so, like, shape-shifty for men, like, if she's just, like... <laughs> Wear these shoes, you idiot. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that should be, be very fun. It's not gonna be. That. I like the hot silver daddy podcast dude, but it's, I did too. I guess not. I did too. Maybe he'll get an episode at the top, but I think as soon as Aiden comes in, Ugh. it's so funny how they say like, "Well, we can't have the show when she's single," but they're like so eager to get her in a I relationship. Know. I know. There's only one season where she's fully single the whole time, and it's the one with eight episodes in it when she's pregnant. Yeah. And th- those are the best episodes for me, which is, so again, fun. you get the David Duchovny's. Like, you get yeah. the Bradley Coopers. You get the Timothy Oliphants of just her being like, I am having fun. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's also, dare I say, important for actors. I guess now a little bit different mm, now that they're older. That's but it was truly, that was like the, it was like you want to be... Jerry Seinfeld's girlfriend on Seinfeld, or you want to be a boyfriend on Sex and the City. That That's was like the, so the law and order type of, yeah. Wow, I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's actually a huge, huge part of the industry. But I think that, like, wow. as far as content of like fun, I am hopeful. Okay. But I think that it's going to be 
a bit of a slog. Of <laughs> I think it's going to be a slog of time. I don't know why. I just have a feeling. I feel like we're getting teased. We're getting teased. It might. Like, to me, this one might be more fun because the last one they were trying be more so fun. hard definitely be to more make fun. everyone happy politically that hopefully this one they can just be like, shoes rather than like yeah. intersectional politics. <laughs> <laughs> David. If they do, the, if they go that route again, I think they're too scared to go that route again. It was, they have to be worried to go that route because, like, to oh. to lay your dick down like that and get it so wrong <laughs> that lay you end that you end a movement. <laughs> the woke movement died with and just like that. Nary a protest since you, that show. Th- You're right. Literally, we all, we all burned our protests. Literally, since that show. Both coasts. It really destroyed it. It really made it so beyond kitschy. It made it just mundane. The cringiest yeah. thing you could ever imagine. Wow. It's a powerful show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So Venus goes into retrograde in the summer. Yeah. You in Leo. Okay, that's Tough. bad news, right? Tough. That's really bad news. I don't know. I feel like that's the only time where you can be like. Yeah, I know. I know. It's it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I, I actually really am having a hard time. I, I think it's going to have something to do with the current discourse about like the death and rise of movie stars because like, wow. you know how last year was all about how like, well, Tom Cruise proved that there's nothing like a real movie star. You know what I mean? And how they've been talking about how like everything's an intellectual property mm. and like how movie stars are dead, but now like we need them back to like save the world. Mm. I think it's going to have something to do with that, but that's all I've been able to predict with it. That makes sense to me because I feel like COVID was like the death of celebrities. It's like we saw too much. We yeah. saw your homes. We saw the inside of yes. things. And without your, you know whatever power system you had outside that was dead. It's like, who are you? Yes. That's really interesting. I don't know. One other thing. Okay. Did you see the um, post that Elle Fanning did for Dakota Fanning's? Okay, let me just like pull it up for you. Go on. This to <laughs> me is the most inspiring move I have seen by a celebrity in so long. It is the closest to it girlness I have seen from an actress in years it's not even that's okay so it's a picture of Whoa. her dancing on a table she's fucked up she looks like kat marnell Whoa. blonde she's got her ass in dakota fanning's face dakota's, dakota's- face, amazing <laughs> disgusted it's just like an incredible picture wow. that most actresses would be terrified to share wow and Yes. The fact that she posted herself yes. and it wasn't page six and everything. No, you're right. I'm like, this is it girl behavior that we haven't seen in um decades. It's literal the first, decades. This is the first thing I've seen of her being like, We are a dynasty and we're more powerful and we're cooler than you. <laughs> rather than we're just like you. Absolutely. Like this is fucking chic. It is the chicest thing I've ever seen. And then I was like, well, maybe she's not working right now and like whatever. No. She is booked. I, I'm Dakota? watching her. Yeah. No. Elle. Elle. Oh, yeah. I was like, that bitch I'm her. seeing her in things that I didn't even realize I was seeing her. That's on me. But I was just like, to be so, exactly what you said, yeah. unworried about getting, you know, yes. losing a job or whatever. Like, not that that photo is going to do it, but like, that is sending a message. And oh, I, yes. granted, I, you know. And her I, sister who played Squeaky from in the last Tarantino movie. It's yes. like. We don't care Try not what to you book think. me. Exactly. Try not to book me. Exactly. Come for me. Fuck, that's good. Ugh. And it's her being like, I'm being messy. She's being fucking chic. Exactly. We don't care about you. That's I amazing. I know. I was so, what a coup. so thrilled. I know. Thank you for showing me that. A that's pleasure, good to see. An absolute pleasure. And it just gave me like a peak of light for like any misbehavior of actresses. And that's interesting to me that maybe that could happen this summer if it's something movie star wise because yeah. i think that like i think everyone got burned with jennifer lawrence right because and i think it was that fucking phone leak with the naked pictures that got out right. i think that destroyed her in such a major way cuz i feel like she was the one who was like we can be messy we can be human yeah even though it wasn't in a super entertaining way but still Whatever. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, why don't we close with a little bit of any astrology that you want to give, not to make you work for free. No. Is there uh, anything coming up that can I mean, be... yeah, shit's going down. Like, 
On the seventh, Saturn enters Pisces, and on the twenty third, Pluto enters Aquarius. So like, this is it, baby. Like we're entering a full new era. And okay. Saturn in Pisces is nineteen ninety six. So like, the creation of the Spice Girls, the rise of oh Destiny's God. Child, the creation of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the debut of Scream. Like, okay, we're coming to like the synthesis point of like a new form of postmodernism. So. Gotta get creative. and That I, sounds fun as fuck. It's really fun, and I don't really want to hear... Let me just say something. This is me personally, but this is the astrology too, because we have Jupiter and Venus are in Aries right now. I don't want to hear any more complaining. And I don't <laughs> yeah. want to hear any more cynicism. Make yeah. something new. If you don't like anything in the world, start making something new, okay? I get it. Capitalism is bad. You should just make... Like, write an opera. Literally start something new. 100%. Like, write a TV show about a vampire slayer. Like, I don't want to hear it anymore because... And don't reboot something. <laughs> don't reboot... No, no, no more reboots, no more cynicism, new. no more IP zombification. Like, it's... Create something new that's postmodern or create something new that's just modern. It doesn't mm, matter. Yes. Period. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. But yeah, March, shit's going down. All right. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> Cannot thank you enough. Listen, this is light of my life. When you hear your family, you hear your family. Um, what's your Instagram again? Oh, David, David underscore Odyssey. DavidOdyssey dot com for all my columns. David Odyssey on Substack. Fuck yeah, the Get Substack is it. a true gift. It's been fun. It's super fun. It's like really insightful. Thank you. Really, um, it feels good to be a thirty-two-year-old columnist in New York City. If you know what <laughs> yeah, I feel you. You know what it we, is. We are. You know what it is. Lucrative. <laughs> you know what it is. Uh, gives you the lifestyle. You know, it really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Really gives you a... Yeah, we both own one bedrooms in the West Village based on our our I columns, but we it. are columnists, and no one can take that away from it. That's us, true. Period. That's true. First. Love you. Thank Love you, you so much. So very rarely do I feel completely left out of like a major part of culture the way that I do with Pedro Pascal. I am going to really tread lightly here because I know he is so beloved that I could easily say the wrong thing and lose half of my faithful audience who I love. I'm, I just simply... There's never been a bigger blind spot. I'm like, I've looked up. I'm like, have I literally seen this man in anything? I don't think so. (laughs) I really have not, like, I have not seen Game of Thrones, which makes me in a real, I'm saving it for, you know, if I get divorced. Um, The Last of Us, no. Like, any of the Star Wars stuff, you lost me. I did not see what the second Wonder Woman Um, I like, it's on me, but maybe that's why everyone is finding him so hot. Wait, he's in Buffy. When is he in Buffy? Oh my God. Humiliating. All right. Well, obviously I haven't seen all of Buffy. I'm like Googling frantically to see what he plays, whatever. I'll look into it. This is to say that next week I will, this is a promise. I will have either someone to explain it to me or I will, I'm giving myself a week to really, like, figure it out. Like, maybe I will watch something that he's in. I will just make the effort because everyone is fucking obsessed. Like, I watched him on Saturday Night Live. Fine. Sure. Good. But it's, like, it's so beyond, like, anything that I think we've seen in culture. Like, people, this guy, like, I'm like, how is this going to end for him? All I see is pictures of him in that, like, girl, the British girl. Um, I don't know. Okay, he plays... What season is he in for Buffy? I might have gotten to... Who is he? He's in a hospital scene. Okay, I have to be really careful um, when I Google stuff about Buffy, so I'm not going to look into it too much because I think I may be... um, not there. Oh yeah, I did see that Sarah Michelle Geller was this was part of what inspired it. I remember he was like, Oh, Sarah Michelle Geller like tweeted about me or something like that. And it's like, oh my God. This guy what karmically has he done 
to receive, like, I haven't seen someone so beloved in so long. And it's interesting to me because, like, in our culture, the desire to tear someone down is so strong. Like, I'm like, is this, you know, maybe a Jennifer Lawrence type of situation where it's like, she is the last person I remember being so, like, absolutely endeared to everyone. And it's very different, obviously. Everyone wants to fuck him. I, it's, it's not for me. It's not for, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm insane. Everyone is, thinks he's the hottest guy in the world. Sure. He's, sure. But he looks, I don't know. To me, it's like your friend's hottest dad or something. It's, to me, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not buying it. But it's probably because I have not seen him in these iconic roles. I don't know. But I promise there will be some, um, something has to change because I, I feel left out. I thought this would blow over. Um, but it seems to only be gaining speed. I have no desire to watch the last of us. Sorry. I really feel like I'm losing, losing the audience here. I just really, I simply don't get it. And I'm open to being wrong. Maybe I will stand corrected, but this is my commitment to you that I will try. I will try and I will figure it out. But right now, I'm feeling very alone, very alone in this um, in this Pedro Pascal obsessed world. As always, can't thank you enough for listening. I hope you have a fabulous weekend. Um, I do. I want to shout out, of course, my the best vintage store in the city. I say that unbiasedly, even though I am dating its owner. Leisure Center, two years uh, in the Lower East Side on Hester Street. If you haven't been, check it the fuck out. Um, you know, it's it's where I find a lot of my clothes. And would they have more women's wear if I didn't exist? Yeah, for sure. I'm stealing a lot of inventory. But there's so much good stuff right now. Frank has a new uh, Women's Work Connect. It's really happening. He's bringing in some amazing pop-ups this month. So come on by if you haven't. And I'm just really fucking proud of him for doing two full fucking years because running a business is no joke. Um, so yeah, another action-packed episode coming to you next week. Please reach out on the Instagram to the email, whatever you uh, prefer. And uh, I'll see you next week. Mwah.